Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For last night's game, uh, you know, there's comments made about the number of shots you guys are giving up to this point. Is that overplayed or is. Way overplayed. That's that's my own pet peeve. You talk about Korsky and Fenske and this and the, this. I see 10 shots a game every game that I would class as a turnover, not a shot on goal. So you, I, that's, you guys can talk about that all you want. That's inconsequential to me. If you're getting bombarded every night with grade A chances, now I got a concern. But I, I go more on scoring chances and legitimate shots, not just pucks that are flipped at the net from the other end. So those analytics guys will be all over you, Dave. I've been do I've been do Fenwick, not Fence. I've been doing analytics way longer than a lot of these <laughs> analytics, and mine are actually what happened in the game. And we use we use company we use a, we use way more analytics than people know, but they're ones that actually matter. <laughs> that is Dave Tiffin. I've I've had this conversation with him before. Off air, uh, in, I mean, just, I, I know we were discussing uh, in terms of Evan Bouchard. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 1235 at Edmonton. Uh, we were discussing Evan Bouchard and the fact that, you know, 54% defensive zone start, 55% Corsi, 58% Fenwick, the best advanced analytics on the team. Um, and and I knew that Dave Tippett was doing analytics in the late 1990s. So to put things in perspective, some of the people out there that are the biggest proponents of that may have been three or four years old at that time. I'm looking for every possible advantage to be successful. That's kind of how, you know, if you're competitive and you run a team or an organization, that's how you do it. And it is interesting that Dave says the orders do more analytics than people realize. And it showed this summer, just so everybody's aware, when they signed Hyman and traded for Fogel. Analytics played a factor in those two guys. All right. Uh, he is the king of analytics, so I don't know about that. Maybe the king of pain back in the day when he played. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're joined by Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus, brought to you by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Hello, Louis. How are you doing? 
doing well, Bob. You know, just uh, picking up on that little conversation there, that, that answer we heard Dave Tippett talk about. But, you know, here's the thing. Just because the analytics that he uses are a little different, st- it's still the same mentality, the same process, right? So whatever floats your boat, whatever you know, you're looking for from the game as far as what you're, ty- what you're trying to, what story you're trying to tell, what data you're trying to, to analyze, it's still all the same. It's one and the same. You're trying to get better. Simple as that. And there's certain things that are going to tell you more. And I think for him, he's just kind of boiled it down to what he feels are the most important parts of the game um, that tell him the story of what he wants to know about his team. But, you know, I mean, I'm, we're the same. And I, I know you're a little bit more into the analytics than I am. And I, you know, I have I, to be, I Louis. I have yeah, to I be. Pay, I pay attention to a certain degree. And, and I do believe there's times, listen, there's times when they really mesh. When, you know, you talk about a good player and the analytics match up. And then there's other times when you talk about a player where you go wow you know these analytics just don't match up but there's other things and other other uh contributing factors that come into it and i think you have to just take that into account as well but uh listen i think it's a tool you and i have talked about this at length it's a tool all teams are using it to some regard some some um some point and it, it'll always be there now louie here's why i have to use it more than you you want to know why because you played in the nhl and you either played the NHL or you didn't. So if, if you're an analyst or a pundit and you didn't play at the highest level of the league that you're discussing, you can't sit there and say, like, we've got you coming up. You're on the show today, Kevin Weeks and Alan May. You all played in the league, okay? So I have to know things. I have to know things like the salary cap and the CBA. And I don't know it all, right? So I also resource guys uh, – Puckpedia, as an example, when it comes to salaries and LTIR and things like that, I'll I'll, I'll reach out to uh, Hart Levine on that front. On the analytics front, you know, there was a bunch of different guys that would know it a little bit better than me, but I have a, a pretty good grasp, understanding of it. And that's because I can't sit there as a broadcaster and go, well, I know exactly what they're th-. even though I may have played at the same level as a bunch of guys that are, you know, that grew up and went on to play in the NHL up until like maybe 15, 16 I can't sit there and sit. So that's why I'd have to know it a little, you know, have a little bit more time for it. It's just fundamentally to provide more information and context so you have a chance to explain. And I think you know that. I think you know that because we've discussed this. The other thing that maybe the listeners don't know, we can educate them on, we are privy to a broadcaster's meeting with the coach. And not that we're going to fully open up the Pandora's box in those discussions, but at times they can be fairly animated about the game and different aspects of the game. So if I say, well, I I can tell you 100% we discussed Bouchard's numbers. Louis, you were there. We discussed Bouchard's numbers in terms of how well he's playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and here's the thing. Anytime there's a microphone in front of anybody and a camera or multiple cameras or 20 cameras, um, the answers are going to be a little different. I mean, it's it's just human nature. You're going to be, you're going to think about your answers. You're going to talk more as to a group of people than, you know, if you and I are sitting and talking individually, we have a little bit more animated conversations than we do on this show at times, you know, like, and that's just human nature, but that's the way it is and the way it has to be. But uh, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I, again, I just, 
just I think that you know I I think analytics get a bad name at times. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and bash analytics at all. I think there's there's a place for them. I think that I obviously understand there's people that look at the game from that perspective a little more than others, and I, I appreciate that and respect that. For me, you're right. I kind of look at it more from the eye test. I, you know, and 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 like I said, a lot of times if the eye test is telling you something, the analytics typically back it up. Uh, you know, more often than not. More often than not. Yeah, and and you know I. I can, I can, t- I have suggested, I and I know as an example, Kurt Levin's picked up on this and wrote about it in the Cult of Hockey about the Oilers. What's changed the complexion of the team? I mean, Hyman's played six games; he's got six goals. Louis Fogel at third line. That third line had been good until last night. They had a bad night. Derek Ryan. That's about as rough of a game I've seen him play in years. You know, he, he had a bad night in the face-off circle. The line was on for a couple goals against. One of them was on a Miko giveaway. We'll get to the Miko in a perform. In, in a second, but Fogel and Ryan, they use numbers in terms of some of the evaluation on those two players. Or sorry, Hyman and uh, Fogel. They analytics did play a factor in them targeting those two players. We know well, that. You'd be silly not to use it. You want to use every tool possible. Like I said, you want to use every tool possible to make a decision like that. And it's smart that they did. But again, I don't think it was too hard to just use the eye test. <laughs> again, you know, watching Zach Hyman play. I didn't need analytics to tell me this guy's one of the hardest working guys in the league. I didn't need analytics to tell me this guy drives the blue paint. I certainly didn't need analytics to tell me that he plays in every situation. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that they do they do go hand they do they they come together. You know, they're one and the same, really. Yeah, no question. All right. How would you evaluate last night's loss? How how much of it was one goaltender outplaying another goalie? Uh how much of it was the Oilers not capped like Give me your perspective on the Oilers' first loss of the season. Yeah, you know, I would I would certainly put goaltending into the equation for sure. I, I do certainly think they had their opportunities to finish, some really good opportunities to finish. I mean, I think of the one in the third period, Cal Turris, the one-timer on a beautiful pass cross. Um and it was Bouchard that kind of came down into the zone and just zing one across to him. And, you know, Cal Turris is a guy that can rip the puck. I mean, he's always had a great shot. He just missed. You know, it's, it was a great chance, and you miss, and it's it's part of the game as well. And you have to give Carter Hart credit. He he made the stops he needed to make, and on this particular night, Koskinen didn't. And I think he would say the same thing. You know, the, the giveaway behind the net, listen, this is something that Miko has, has worked on and something that he's tried to get better at. And more often than not, he's fine, but when he gets in trouble, it's trouble. It's happened a few times this year, and he's still working on that aspect of his game. The, the two wraparound goals, the goals that came from below and came around, um, you know, listen, those are hard-fought goals and call them opportunistic goals, whatever you want. We've seen the Oilers do that a lot to people. They got a little bit of a lucky bounce in the power play. I thought the penalty killing for the Philadelphia Flyers, when you look at the way the puck was moved around, they really they weren't super aggressive, but they were aggressive in situations and certain players, but then they tried to limit and take away as much as possible, and I think to a certain degree, they, they, they were effective in kind of doing what they wanted to do, even though that power play is always going to create chances and find ways, and they did. That little bit of a lucky uh, tip off the stick of Braun. It was meant, I believe, for Pulley down low, a little redirection in front, but it finds its way into the back of the net and capitalizes, and that's why the power play is so effective. They create those opportunities, and they make those breaks with the way they move that puck around. But uh, I think that we expected that type of a game, Bob. You look at the Philadelphia Flyers, they're a team that can score a lot. They typically give up quite a bit, too. 
the Edmonton Oilers, same thing. They can score a lot of goals, and you know they're trying to limit more of the chances that they've had throughout this year. And I thought, in right from the coach's mouth, for the first half of that game, and I would say most of the second period, they dominated. I believe after two periods, the block shots were 22 for the Philadelphia Flyers and four for the Edmonton Oilers. That goes to show you how much time they spent in their defensive zone. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive period. They just didn't get the results. And, you know, the slap shot goal by Atkinson, it's a goal scorer's goal. He comes down, quick give and go, rips the slapper. Bad goal. Handcuffs him five hole. It was. It's a bad goal. It's one of those ones that you say, listen, you want to at least get the body in front of it, but he found a way to put it in the net. So it was a hard-fought game, and I, I just think that uh, it was a learning lesson, especially early on when things don't get away, because I think it might have been their best start in the game this year. They really came out and put the pedal to the metal early, and they didn't get rewarded for it, and they were down 2 nothing in the game, and credit them for finding a way to come back and make it a game. You know, they, they don't go away, and that's an important lesson to learn as well. Yeah. Uh, how about in the final two minutes? Four straight defensive zone draws for the Flyers. Giroux against Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton went into last night's game, the number two ranked team in the league on faceoffs. The Flyers, though, are number one with Couturier and Giroux as uh, options. And Giroux, one lefty, one righty. And it was it was a tough game for the Oilers in that regard. There was one there was one faceoff where Dreisaitl got tangled up with the lines, and then I I still consider those wins. You know if. The puck is up for grabs, and you come up with possession any way, shape, or form off a faceoff. Now, I know that statistically it's probably not going to show up all the time on the centerman's draw, but as far as I'm concerned, when I watch a faceoff, it's what happens immediately afterwards. Even if the faceoff is won by the centerman, but a stick of a winger, you know, closing the gap and picking that off or bobbling it because of pressure, I still look at that as a winger win. I look at that as possession, but... You know, I thought it was Leon Dreisaitl's best game. I really do. I, I talked about him after the game in, in our post-game uh, hit, and I just said, you know, he was doing things with that puck last night that we've seen him do so often, but I think it was the first time where he was almost unstoppable once he had the puck on a stick. He could make plays. He was fending off aggressive attacks, a big defense core, guys that were leaning on him, and he just brushed them off like they weren't even there, and he was making terrific passes. Could have easily had... You know, four or five point night. It was one of those nights where McDavid, I think, at the last look, had 12 or 13 shot opportunities, nine or 10 shots on net. I mean, he had a couple right in tight yeah. on Carter Hart. Listen, um, when you create and have that many chances, sometimes you just need to tip your cap at a young goaltender that's from this area that played pretty well and didn't have a great outing the last time he played in this building. And Carter Hart had a good night, and the Philadelphia Flyers are going to need that from him all year long. And that's kind of the game. That's the game right there. One guy stopped the pucks at the end when he needed to and, and got the win. All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, two Southside Athletic Club uh, uh, graduates here, one that you know pretty well. Well, actually, you know them both pretty well. Would you hesitate at all starting Stuart Skinner Saturday in Vancouver? Oh, good question. You know, if you remember his first start, and it was uh, it was against the Ottawa Senators last year, and, you know, for half of that game he was unbelievable you know he and then then they started to put the pressure on but that's an ottawa senators team that we've seen they're an opportunistic bunch and they work really hard and they can put the puck in the net but he got the win and i think that was really important for him too sounds like he's had a real strong start down in Bakersfield. only a couple of games but i mean he's been outstanding um sure you know what honestly I'd have no problem with it. I, I don't know if that's the direction they want to go, yep. given that they have a couple days off before Saturday. So I think, you know, I know it's always kind of the, you know, people want to see that young goaltender get in there and give him a chance. 
it would be a good time to do that. But at the same time, this is a division rival. Yep. You've got a couple days in between the games. You're going to go with the goaltender you think is going to give you the best chance to win. And Miko Koskinen, listen, he made some huge saves last night, too. <laughs> he made some great saves, too, in that game. The Flyers tested him. It's not like they didn't get a number of shots on him that he had to stop. That he let in a couple soft ones if you want it. The one, the only one that I had trouble with was the five-hole from Atkinson. That's a 40-goal score that found a way to bury it quickly. You just got to tip your hat again. I, I, you know, It's one that I know that he wants to have back. He would say that without question, and I think he should have had it, but that's the game, right? I would go with Koskinen myself, but you know what? If they wanted to throw Stuart Skinner in there, I'd have no problem with that at all. You're going to have to eventually see what you have in Stuart Skinner. Um, he hasn't been able to play a lot of games. I think the game plan this year was to really have him lead the way down in Bakersfield and play the lion's share of the games, get as much as he needed to hone his game, because I do believe there's a real upside with him. So do I. And much like Carter Hart. Much like Carter Hart, he was a player that, you know, came in as a really young goaltender in the WHL, had success, and then, you know what, had to battle through some years where that team was in transition a little bit too, and, you know, he just needs time. He needs time, and he needs reps. All right, and the other Southside Athletic Club uh, graduate plays for the Boston Bruins. How's Jake doing? <laughs> Jake's doing good. You know, I like his game so far this year. I've watched him, and he's come in just, you know, wanting to put a, a bad year behind him and play hard, and I think he's done that to this point. That was a tough loss last night. That Florida Panthers team is pretty good. Um, I think they're one of those uh, teams this year that's ready to take a big step. And 7-0, and I mean, listen, they're off to a terrific start. Bobrovsky's back to playing the way, you know, playing like a $10 million goaltender should. And you know what? I like his game. That's all I'll say about it is I like his game. I like the way he's playing. All right. Great stuff, Louie, as always. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you on the plane tomorrow. Sounds good, bud. All right. That's Louie DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 1250 in Edmonton. Louie is brought to you every Thursday in Oilers Now by GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbo turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. All right. Guests on this show. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. They've been on orders now for the last decade. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. We will tell you, uh, the Roos Chris is open Wednesday through Sunday. Tell uh, Brendan and Taylor and Chris that orders now sent you. When we come back... We will get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, as well as the Orders Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.53 in Edmonton. Jason from Sangudo has done it again. Referring to the start of the conversation with Louis DeBrusque about analytics and why maybe I have to use them more than Louis, because Louis can just relay stories about when he played. Um, he has that opportunity. He played a long time in the National Hockey League. Willed himself. Did you know? Had a tough job, literally and figuratively. This text comes in, and by the way, the whole conversation point around the Oilers is they're thirty second in the league right now in in, in shots against. And Dave Tippett says it's not really a relevant stat. Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, you never played in the NHL, but you don't rub deer urine on yourself, so you got that going for you. That one comes to us from Jason in Sangudo. Wow. That's uh, after Louie educated us on what sort of some of the uh, prerequisites are to go uh, bow hunting these days. 
I always said hunting, you know, it'd be more of a sport if the animals could shoot back. Into... NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. All right, nine games in the NHL tonight, including Calgary visiting Pittsburgh, Vancouver hosting Philadelphia, Winnipeg in Los Angeles, and Montreal in San Jose. If you manage to miss this, Kyle Beach is yes. the John Doe listed in the report done by the legal firm into allegations of sexual abuse during the Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks 2010 playoff run. Uh, lots of information online right now for you to form your own opinions on everything to do with that. Uh, Golden Knights defenseman Zach Whitecloud signing a six-year $2.75 million contract extension. He will be 30 when that expires. The Bakersfield Condors got the game winner from Adam Cracknell last night in a 5-4 victory over Colorado. Now 3-2. and two, They'll visit Henderson for a back-to-back. It's actually tomorrow morning and then Saturday afternoon. Number three-ranked Oil Kings wrap up this five-game homestand tomorrow against the number two-ranked Winnipeg Ice. Saturday, they'll hit the road down to Red Deer, and the Golden Bears are hosting the Regina Cougars tomorrow and Saturday. Alberta with a bunch of injuries. The Oil Kings without Jake Neighbors still up with the St. Louis Blues. That's going to be a big-time game against the Winnipeg Ice uh, tomorrow night at Rogers Place. I know the Edmonton Elks return to action as well against the Hamilton Ticats, and Brendan, you'll have uh, Brad Lauer on the show tonight, or tomorrow, as well as a preview of that Elks encounter. Do want to mention that uh, Oilers now has a great road trip coming up to the city of Seattle to watch the Oilers play the Kraken. This package includes a great game ticket as well as a welcome reception with yours truly and some special guests. Plus, the uh, Seahawks host the 49ers on Sunday night football for the Oilers now Seattle road trip. More information, you can reach out to New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. As we circle into the Oilers now injury report, for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's simple. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, they're the best. And here's Brendan Escott. Still sounds like Mike Smith is day-to-day ahead of Saturday's game against Vancouver. Not sure whether he was on the ice. I don't know that many players were today by the sounds of it. Elsewhere, Penguins captain Sidney Crosby not quite ready to return from preseason wrist surgery. He won't dress tonight against the Flames, but is considered day-to-day at this point. And Max Domi has been activated from Columbus's injured reserve ahead of schedule. In fact, he broke a rib back on the 16th of this month. Alright, this text comes in on the Ash Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, the Oilers need to sell the farm for John Gibson, who will make them a true cup contender. Remember what happened in 2006 when the Oilers traded for Dwayne Rollison Cup Finals. Well, I do remember that trade, and I did not think that Edmonton was going to be a cup finalist that year. Uh, Rowley played great. The team was deep at forward. They didn't have, I mean, Hemsky was a higher-end skilled player. Ryan Smith was a really good player. Horkoff and Stoll had great years. But they didn't have a McDavid or a dry settle. I might even argue they didn't even have a Nugent Hopkins on that team. Um, I know last night working with Craig McTavish, he brought up a comparable and did a split screen between Zach Hyman and Ryan Smith. Uh, I think Hyman's actually quicker, more explosive skater than Smith, but a good comparable nonetheless. Um, five pieces. That's what it's going to cost to get John Gibson. It's my prediction. Five pieces. May only cost three or four pieces if Gibson would be traded to the Eastern Conference. I just, I like John Gibson. Don't see it. Again, you can text us 780 I think in a dream world, you hope that you could get John Gibson. Let's put it that way. 
Bob, I've always thought that hobbyist analytics guys have some interesting stats that are not being used properly. And also, most of them are insecure and unable to explain it well. <laughs> text comes into it. Well, what can we tell you? Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar, electrical installation and service, electrical prefabrication solar, Kevin Weeks joins us on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.